Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, we are in the press box for our quick reactions of LSU versus Arkansas game that the Tigers pull out 34-31. Yeah, it was, through the first half, it looked like LSU was never going to be able to score. Three points going into the final minute of the second quarter. Um, And then the second half, it's an offensive explosion for both teams, and LSU ends up pulling it out despite shooting shooting itself in the foot a few times along the way. It was um, not what we expected. We did not predict a uh, back and forth affair to that degree. Yeah, I was. I feel like I was wrong about this game in a lot of ways, except the. You, you know, said the LS, cover. Yeah, I said thirty-four twenty-four. So I wasn't far off on the score, but I was wrong in a lot of other ways in how this game played out. That's actually pretty nice, but you just didn't have the yeah. actual context yeah, just, uh, <laughs> at all. Correct. Okay, so let this sink in. And it just pulled up a second ago. A combined. 600 and uh, for Arkansas and LSU. Six, or excuse me, 935 yards of offense, 65 points. They combined to go nine for nine on red zone conversions. And for the fourth year in a row, it comes down to three points. Last year, we were talking about a 13 10 game where nobody could score. Mm -hmm. This year, nobody could get a stop. Yeah, and I thought the quarterbacks were really good in this one. Uh, K.J. Jefferson. Certainly in the second half. Certainly in the second half. Jaden had his lumps, and we'll talk about it, you know, I think a lot on the mailbag probably and uh, write about it throughout the week. But Jaden in the second half especially picked up the level and kind of figured out, got in a rhythm, as Brian Kelly started to say. And as much as we've talked about the depth of the receiver room to a degree – Malik and Brian Thomas are the bell cows. They deliver again. Malik, eight receptions for 130 yards, two touchdowns. Brian Thomas, five for, what was it, 120? 122? 133. 133? Yeah, and two touchdowns. So They both go 130 and above right there. Yeah. Both with two touchdowns. Um, But Malik was targeted 14 times, caught at eight. So, obviously, he's their go-to guy. But Brian catching five of the seven, including on that free play uh, where Jaden said, okay, I'm going to throw it deep. Brian had run a bit further than Jaden's usually throwing it. He yep. comes back, gets it, tips it, catches it, makes a move, gets mm-hmm. in. Um, we've already said it, but it's so clear that he is the wide. He is. It's the one-two punch there. And look, the only other people who caught passes were Mason Taylor, who returned at tight end. So it's good to see him back. Caught three passes for four, uh, three of his four targets um, for, 30. for 33 yards. But he had a long of 20. That was a really big play at the end of the game. Yep. Uh, and then Aaron Anderson gets the little pitch plays and a quick screen, caught them both, 14 yards. Nobody else caught a pass. Yeah. So it's, and then a week, I'm not even talking receivers. A week ago, the running backs caught mm-hmm. a ton of passes. It yep. was none of that tonight. Yeah, I thought Arkansas came out and actually did a pretty good job. <clears> this is and this is why I, I expected it to be closer. Obviously, we all went into the game kind of hoping LSU built on what it did last week against Mississippi State and kind of put together another really good performance in, in front of its home fans. But – Arkansas, similar to last year, I thought was really well coached in this, played hard, played well, both sides of the ball. I thought a really, to get, you know, to 
go back to a specific time period, in the first half when Arkansas had two trips to the red zone yeah. and came away with six <clears> points, <throat> when LSU's offense seemed like it was never going to do anything, and to hold them to six points in those first four trips I thought was huge. I asked Greg Penn about it. He said the same thing. That was really what kept them in the game. And as we know, before halftime it was 13-3. to and then, obviously, Jaden hits the big touchdown pass to Malik to make it a 13-10 to 10 game going to half. And at that point, even as much as LSU fans wanted to panic, it felt like they contr- LSU controlled its own destiny in this game with how the game was going. And so um, that was a really big uh, – the defense, we'll talk about – I mean, 426 yards allowed, 8-13 on third downs for Arkansas. Like I said, K.J. Jefferson controlled the game in a lot of ways. The, the pass rush didn't hit – the way we wanted it to hit. Um, and so there's a lot that's going to be – I thought the secondary went back to being outmanned in a lot of situations. We saw Denver mm. give up a touchdown pass. Um, we saw, obviously, the bus for Zy Alexander. So the secondary wasn't great. A lot of things are going to have to be cleaned up. But ultimately, they did enough, I think, in the first half. And that's what really all I'm focused on is the first half for the defense. They did enough to have LSU not in a – what, 21 to 10 hole or, you know, 17 to 10 hole. It was 13 to 10. Very, very manageable for this offense to come back from. Yeah, but, and again, when it was 13 10 to that point, I believe Daniels was 7 for 15 passing. He had thrown a pick already. Yep. He had not eclipsed 100 yards. He wasn't rushing the ball well. He had a few sacks or a couple of sacks already. He's had maybe 20 yards rushing on seven or eight carries. And we kind of all looked at each other and said, all right, if they're going into half losing by double digits and he's not playing well, like, is this the first time we're hitting a spot where, okay, they're going to put Nussmeyer in and see if he can't spark it. And what, 15 seconds later, he hits Brian Thomas and they score. And then they come right out in the second half and do it again for another 49-yard touchdown to Brian Thomas. Then it was off to the races. But you're right, those early stops, that bend don't break, worked for him to force those couple field goals. But on the third time down there, they scored. That's when it was 13-3, and it felt like, oh, man, there's a minute, less away. than a minute left till yeah. half. Like, this is not a good look. Yeah. And that, that touchdown right before half changed everything for yeah. them. Um, individually, we talked about the receivers. You, you've touched on this a lot throughout the season. They needed to be able to run the ball. First half, I believe the running backs had five carries. Jaden himself, I think, had seven, somewhere around there. Second half, we see Logan Diggs do what we expected Logan Diggs to do. And he ends the game with 14 carries for, what is it, 14 carries for? Uh, 97 yards. Yeah, 97 yards. I thought he was terrific. Caleb Jackson got a couple carries. Josh Williams broke a 41-yard run. His only touch. First half. His yeah, only, his only touch. touch. 41-yard run. Yeah, and that was in the first half. So that was really the only run game they had in the first half. Second half, I thought that was really, really big to get the run game going. Obviously, in the last drive, to put the game away, we see Logan Diggs. We see them start to weather the game. And, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't pristine how they closed out the game in, inside the five, but you know they did it about fairly well, I guess, and they got with, down with about five seconds left to kick the, uh, the last field goal. So I thought the running game was really big, which we've talked about a lot throughout the year as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a little surprised that they did not run the ball more through the game. Like Joshua Williams yeah. popped that early 41-yard run, and Logan Diggs had gotten in for two runs or something in the first half and had carried him for five or six yards each or – uh, maybe three three runs, and I think he'd gotten 20, 30 yards. And they just wanted to keep leaning on the pass. Now, I'm not going to knock Mike Denbrock here because the offense has been far from the issue to this 3-1 and one yeah. start. And, yes, they did not. I mean, they went punt, interception, punt to start the game. Then they have three, six more possessions in the whole game 
they go field goal, touchdown, 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 milk it, game-winning field goal, yeah. chip shot, not even like a 40-something yarder that you have to worry yeah. about if you're going to hit or not. Um, very well played. It's funny, too, um, I, and maybe if you're watching the TV broadcast and then you're dealing with commercials, you're kind of keeping up with it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I noticed with however many left, uh, much time left in the fourth that they didn't have any time. Arkansas had no timeouts. Yeah. And when it turned down to a couple minutes left and LSU started that drive, you're like, wait, Arkansas doesn't have any timeouts. <laughs> I did not realize it for some right reason. Right when they got – so, but when they got down in the red zone, it became clear they were so, going to just sit on it, yeah. kick a field goal, win the game. And I want to give a shout-out to the crowd. Um, they were lit in the second Ar- half, as Arkansas, the kids say. Arkansas ended the game with seven false starts – or six false starts and a delay of game. And that's basically yeah. 35 yards – Obviously, not directly from the crowd, but a product of them not being able to hear. I thought the crowd was energetic. It was charged up, and it really impacted this game. The crowd can't play defense, though, so they still converted on some they, of those. They, did, uh, they kept converting. They just kept converting. And uh, what was it? The drive where they had two false starts, and then um, was that the play where they hit Hans on the, the big play? Yeah. Regardless, and then Harold Perkins gets called for roughing the passer at the end of the game, which ends up tying the contest up even still after the roughing the passer call the next play was a wide open Luke Luke Hans touchdown um, and those are the type of plays you just expect them not to give up right so you you look at what a guy like Luke Luke Haas did he's a 2023 recruit was a four-star football basketball track three-sport athlete it showed out there as a true freshman he and Arkansas always has good tight ends yeah but he goes out there and puts up yeah, they couldn't guard Sit him. Nine targets, six catches, him. 116 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. And he was wide open on that busted coverage. Yeah. Speaking of freshmen, uh, Whit Weeks Shout out. continues to just play amazing. He looks really good at middle linebacker. Greg Penn had a very good game at middle linebacker. Yeah. Uh, defensively, stat-wise, obviously, in a game like this, guys like that that are playing linebacker are going to lead the, you know, be up there in tackles. But Greg had 12. Witt had uh, nine. Yeah. Uh, Greg had a sack. Witt, Witt was in on a sack. Uh, Witt had a quarterback hurry. Yeah. They both had some solo stops. So even with Omar Spate, your veteran, all Pac-12, I've started 40-something games across my career, transfer out now two games in a row, they've looked better at linebacker than they did the first two games. Yeah, and – you know, if we get really into details, they, they didn't stop the run great. And that's not on the linebackers specifically. That's on a defensive front as a whole. But um, I don't think Omar fixes that per se. But that's probably the area – like the defensive line not dominating. I think I said on the preview podcast, I was like, I expect the defensive line to be the strength here like it was against Mississippi State. And it was not. Um, and so as a result, you had the linebackers having to make a lot more plays than I think I was expecting them to make. Uh you know, Makai Wingle was, was still very good. Mason Smith, we still haven't seen that explosion from him. Um, Braden Swenson made a couple plays, but Ovi didn't. Uh, you know, you go down the list, and it was a fine performance from the defensive line, but it really wasn't it, – it's hard to get pressure on K.J. Jefferson. He's so tall, so big, um, and bring him to the ground. But he extended plays, as we know, and uh, it really kept Arkansas in the game, them not being able to get a pass rush without blitzing. So that's – that was one of the concerning aspects that I think we'll take moving forward is can this defense get pressure with four? And uh, Harold Perkins had flashes again, but he's uh, kind of, I don't want to say on and off, but they used him in different spots. So it's hard to really gauge his impact. 
and we're not seeing an impact right now that you would want from Mason Smith, and maybe that's coming back from the injury, but yeah. he's he was getting pushed off the line tonight at different times, and you had seen him make a little progress in each of the two games he had played. This was maybe a, a step backwards, but Jordan Jefferson plays great, has yes. a really good game. Yeah. There's been spots, Ovio Gofu's been hurt, so he hasn't been able to do it all, but you have a guy like Braden Swinson come in and make some big plays. Uh, we saw Deshaun Womack uh, have a big yeah. sack tonight. Perkins had a big sack. Brian Kelly said that he was standing there on the roughing the passer that ultimately changed a fourth and 18 at the end of the game to a first down that they could Arkansas went right down and scored on yeah. to tie the game before LSU got the game-winning field goal. I uh, said he would send it in the SEC. He was like, what else is Perkins supposed to do? He was already coming. The momentum's there. He didn't take him. To, he felt like he didn't do anything egregious. Yeah. And they couldn't get him to the ground all day, so they've been yeah. emphasizing make sure you try to tackle him whenever he's because there. Because he'll slip loose. Yeah. Now – we have not watched the tape. We sat there and watched it live, so we're not even hearing the broadcast of what they're talking about or hearing replays back. I don't know if it was all scheme. I don't know. So do you put it on a coordinator defensively, Matt mm-hmm. House? I don't know if it was players just not being in the right spots or not making the right plays on all of these different miscues that lead to someone putting up 426 yards on you. Yeah. Um, but that w- whatever it was is far from okay. Yes. Especially. Arkansas is dropping 30-something on you. And you didn't, for instance, and we, we are praising LSU for and Denbrock for them to be able to go and put together, what, five or six scoring drives uh, after a, sl- a very sluggish start, obviously. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six scoring That's drives nice. in a row, including, for LSU, including yeah. four touchdowns. But then you have to flip it to the other side. Arkansas was doing the same thing. Scored on five. I mean, t- take out then when they got the ball back with like 20 seconds before half and they yeah. let it go out. They go field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, and then they throw a pick on the Hail Mary. So even they were going right down the field. I don't know what the issue is. I do know that they seem to have a talent deficiency at DB. Yeah. And it's – They they didn't know where they were half the time. Yeah, flat out. And if we look at it, again, they bend but didn't break on those two field goals. So those were not good drives either, the two field goals to start the game. So we're looking at it as potentially, what, seven out of ten drives not being good. Um, and the one interception they had on KJ was on the first play where I guess KJ didn't see the safety coming down as far as he did. But uh, regardless, that is concerning. And I think an interesting point here is last year, Matt House's second halves for sure. what we talked about. Now through Florida State and this game, Arkansas, they have basically haven't been able to get a stop in the second half. So that's an interesting development that we're going to see if that continues because now you have Ole Miss and – Oh, I'm not saying Ole Miss is a juggernaut offense. There's really not a juggernaut offense in the SEC this year. But still, they are have Lane Kiffin, Jackson Dard, you know, Judkins, all these players that are probably a better offense in Arkansas. And you're going to have to beat them on the road next week. So it's not going to get easier. They're going to have to figure things out. Um, and now you don't have the home crowd to basically spot you 35 yards uh, in these games. So it's, it is worrisome. It is worrisome. We'll forward. unpack it more after we watch the film. For but sure. yes, we certainly note that uh, that was not a good defensive performance. And I think that it was tough getting home at times on KJ Jefferson, where he was able to extend plays and and uh, and obviously continue to move the sticks. But yeah. they do end up with let's see how many total sacks. Uh, four sacks for LSU yeah. in this one. And, and Wingo's always going to play well. You're going to have guys like that. Yeah, and. You know, in the run game, they they did hold them to 3.7 yards per carry, which isn't terrible. And even if you take out the sacks, it's only it was only five yards per carry, uh, which you know sack adjusted wise isn't terrible. So 
like it, it didn't feel like it was the worst performance. They got him to a lot of third downs, as we noted, 13. They just couldn't stop him on the key plays. Like those key plays, they couldn't stop him in the second half, and that's what you know loses you the game, or almost loses you the game ultimately. So, um, like I said, we'll unpack it. We'll watch the film. We'll be back on Monday for our mailbag. I'm sure a lot of people will have great questions, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, a couple more things before we get out. Uh, obviously, um, a shout-out to my perfect franchise, Andy Ludicky. Everyone knows they sponsor weekly our uh, post-game instant reactions podcast. Uh, if you're ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream or looking for that side hustle while working your current job or wanting to diversify, build wealth, leave a legacy, Andy can help. It's in the name. He's a guy who can... Take whatever you, your interests are in a franchise, whether it's at a very low level, whether it's wanting to make this your primary income and walk you through it all, myperfectfranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Andy Ludicky is uh, the guy to know, and he's helping out a lot of on three sites. A lot of people from our site at the Bengal Tiger have been using him. So again, no matter what it is in terms of uh, what you might be able to kind of venture into uh, in the franchise world and becoming a franchisee or at least having questions about what it entails. Uh, that's what he does every day of his life. So give him a call, 404-973-9901 or email him at andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Okay, let's wrap up here with this. Um, Ole Miss lost to Bama today. Did. Everyone in the SEC West has a loss now. And LSU is the first team to get to two wins in the SEC West, 2-0. and mm-hmm. um, A&M's 1-0, Bama's 1-0. And obviously Mississippi, Auburn, Arkansas now are all 0 and 1. State's 0 and 2. You look over at the East. This division. Kentucky's 4 and 0. Georgia's 4 and 0. Missouri, who LSU's about to play, is 4 and 0. Yeah, man, it's safe to say that the East is flexing on the West at this point. This conference is something else right now. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I said it coming into the year. I thought Missouri was kind of a sneaky, tough game. I don't. I think it's the toughest game by by any means outside of Alabama or A&M, but it is a game where I'm looking at Missouri and being like, that's on the road. You're going to have to come to play. This isn't a pushover game. This isn't Vanderbilt. You're playing here. And then, I was, as we mentioned, Ole Miss up next. I, Mississippi State, I still don't think is good. Auburn, I don't think is good. Everybody else in your schedule can beat you. Pretty much. That's where I'm at with this. Auburn's at home too, isn't it? Because uh, last, yes. last year was on the road. Yeah. So I'm not worried about Auburn. But other than that, every other game in the SEC, I'm looking at with how wide open it is and as many flaws as we know every team has, sure, including LSU. Everybody has their flaws. It's going to come down to execution, coaching, all the intangible things that you can name because I can't look at the SEC West and say they are definitely the best team in the SEC West. Like, if I'm doing it, it's Alabama and, and LSU at the top, but I can't really say – that they won't lose to, you know, an A&M or an Ole Miss and so on and so forth. Ole Miss has some chances against Alabama, couldn't take them. They lose that game. So, um, uh, And kudos to Missouri here. Um, getting the 4-0 start, building momentum by not playing an SEC team yet. Yes, not, Kansas State. Go ahead, and, go ahead and build up a little 4-0 start and see what happens. But, yes, next week at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss does have an explosive offense. Jackson Dart going into this week had been playing very well. A lot of his numbers looked like Jaden Daniels where – yeah. He was throwing for a lot. His touchdown-to-interception ratio was good. He was running the ball a good bit. Yeah, he, uh, they put up 10 points today in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I still think he is he is very capable. Alabama's defense, as we know, is elite. I, I think that's safe to say. Even if 
um, it didn't feel elite in in spots throughout the year. It's still very much a talented defense. And I think the thing to take away, and again, we'll talk more in the Monday mailbag and next week about this, but was this pretty? No. Was Did they cover the 17-point spread and make a dominant win? No. But right now, and this is what matters when you're in a race for the SEC West, nobody else is doing that either. So it is all still in front of them um, after that Florida State loss. And it's, it's 1-0 every week, and they're 3-1 and overall in the season right now, and you turn the focus to Ole Miss. And spoiler alert, across the country, nobody looks like they're a real dominant team right no. now. Um, Ohio State, Notre Dame go down to the wire. Obviously, we know Georgia is, is um, Michigan is, is hasn't good. really been tested. Michigan hasn't been tested. So you go down the list of teams. And Georgia fools around with half the teams yeah, they play. You know, you think, you know, Texas is a good team. We'll see what they look like, you know, against Oklahoma and other teams. So it's um, SEC West is in front of you. You know, mm-hmm. obviously the SEC is in front of you. Um, and you kind of go from there. Uh, what, who were your um, uh, game ball predictions? Oh, yeah, let's uh, before we close out. Please. I did uh, Logan Diggs, who I think had a good there game, go. but I wouldn't That's call it. it the best. Brian Thomas got Brian Kelly's yeah. game ball, yeah. so he's got to get the get nod there, yeah. but Logan Diggs played well. Uh, defensively, I thought Denver Harris would have a pick. He did not. Andre Sam did. Um, and I would probably say for the second weeks in a ro- week in a row wh- that Whit Weeks or Greg Penn was yeah. your best defender yeah. uh, or certainly most important um, to the game. And then – I said Deshaun Womack would make a big hit on special teams and maybe they'd get a fumble, but um, that didn't happen. He did have sack. a sack. So he didn't even need with, his helmet. Without yeah. his helmet and then started dancing. It was and uh, you went Nathan Dybert to kick it off deep. They <laughs> did that. Did so you win times. that one. Uh, you went with Harold <laughs> Perkins. He had a sack. Yeah, um, uh, he was again, a couple of the linebackers yeah. played well. And then you went with uh, no, Will, Will Campbell. Campbell. Tonight, I don't. I, well, maybe he did because I didn't really notice. Him. I don't know who I, had couple, the penalty. I, those are the ones we have to go back and watch. We have to go back and watch. I said he wasn't gonna have a penalty and he wasn't gonna allow. Well, a sack. he wasn't. I don't think the, he allowed. He a wasn't sack the offense guy, anyways. It was Brian yeah, Thomas. It wasn't. But, and or Malik. Or Malik. They put yeah, up identical stats, but I'll give it to Brian if he can do it on five on seven targets and not eight and, on fourteen. That's better. And I have been. Oh, well, I definitely was not critical of Brian, but I was saying I still needed to see Brian Thomas kind of show us a little bit more throughout the season. Florida State, he had the big numbers. I didn't think he showed us, showed us. Uh, Mississippi State, he had a good game. I thought that was the first signs of him. The, today, I think, was his best game mm-hmm. of the season. Um, and I think it was obviously the best game of his career. And this is kind of what I needed to see from him in terms of yards after catch, in terms of making plays that weren't really – given I don't want to say given to him but schemed up for him to a degree Malik was bracketed yes but Brian Thomas playing at this level is what this team needs because throughout fall camp I said I don't know who the second best receiver is right now and obviously it was probably Brian but I needed to see this type of performance and at this point you have the one-two punch of these two guys um yeah, I don't care who your third receiver is. Just throw Aaron Anderson out there for all I care. And he got the looks today. Yeah. I will uh, close out by saying that um, these are games that are going to happen with Jaden Daniels. And yeah. a year ago in this game, he, grain it was a little banged up, but played very poorly, and it remained that way across four quarters. Yeah. He played poorly to start the game, let's call it for a quarter, and then they went in the final six. I mean, they went punt, interception, punt. After that, they scored on every single drive, and they scored touchdowns on four of them and he got them all the way down you know gets them down to the one to kick that field goal at the end or whatever it was so yes there'll be moments where you or drives or you know strings of drives where you say man this is frustrating and it might happen to right out of the gates and you're like gosh we're getting closer to halftime now scary this is this is a little nervous moment 
but he delivers, yeah. and that's what you want. And that didn't happen every time last year. So far this year, he has at least put together solid play through games. Obviously, second half of Florida State got away from him, but uh, we'll see. They've, they've cleaned up now with wins against um, – what could be viewed as the lower tier teams in the SEC West. Yeah. So we'll yeah. miss on tap next. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Jane Daniels, um, not perfect, but there's not many quarterbacks in the country that are perfect. No, but and you just, and as Brian Kelly said, just you got to calm down, get in rhythm, and he did. Yeah, so credit to Jane Daniels there. All right, um, thank you all for joining us for our Instant Reaction uh, podcast. Leave a like, comment, share, subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think on the board, on everything. So, uh, yeah. We'll talk to you all on Monday for the Monday Mailbag. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.